for tuning in to the Open Door Ministry Breadcrumbs Podcast with me, your host, Barbara Smith. We are here to share our blog articles with you in an audio format. We know that people are very busy and constantly on the go, but we all still need daily inspiration in our lives. It is our goal to share a few thought-provoking morsels that will challenge you to stay actively engaged in the Word of God. His Word is the bread of life. The Fountain of Love by Barbara Smith Most things we engage in are because of choices and decisions we make in our lives. All decisions have consequences, whether a blessing or a curse, good or bad. It is just the cause and effect that is automatically set into motion. Therefore, it is extremely important to choose wisely, no matter how weighty or small the decision may be. Keep in mind, everything is interwoven and interconnected. There is nothing we can do or say that will affect only ourselves. There is always a spilling over and a cascading domino effect that will occur. For example, when I first got married, my husband and I used and preferred different types of toothpastes. He used and still uses a disgusting baking powder-based one, and I used a tasty invigorating one called Close Up. There may be those who have heard of that delicious cinnamon tasting one. Notice I said I used to use it, but no longer. You may think this is trivial, and now after over 40 years, I would agree it would not be an issue at this time. But in each phase of our lives, there are various battles we can either fight or choose to walk away from and be a problem solver instead. We know that there would have been no harm, no foul to buy two tubes of toothpaste. However, when you can only afford one, being college kids 41 years ago, you see where this is going. Someone had to compromise. To fuss and fight over such a small matter would have not only been a loss for both of us, but would have diminished the importance of greater decisions that we would need to make going forward and set a bad precedence in the relationship. Just for the record, I went to the dentist this week in March 2023 and he complimented me on how healthy my teeth looked. Of course, I have had an extensive amount of dental work done over the years, but I will accept a good report whenever I can get it. Thanks to the disgusting, yucky baking powder toothpaste. Having a feeling of goodwill or affection towards someone surely makes life much more pleasant in general, but loving someone is a decision we make. Love is an outward expression and choice we make to prefer someone else's needs above our own. We are instructed in 1 John 2 verses 15 and 16, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. However, Jesus said in John 13, verse 34, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also should love one another. 
We are to love the sinner and not the sin, just as Jesus showed us the example during his earthly ministry. He mingled with sinners to demonstrate his love and to bring change to the world, not to conform to what they were doing. Loving others is not a one-time decision, but a choice we make daily and often on a case-by-case basis. Of course, this is once again seen in the marriage scenario because we are so close to that one individual. I trust all of you married folks know that choice you made to love and obey and cherish until death do us part was not a one-time decision, but ongoing, every day right where the rubber meets the road. To love someone is to be selfless and prefer others above yourself, as the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 13, 4-8, in what has been dubbed as the love chapter. Charity suffers long and is kind. Charity envies not. Charity vaunts not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeks not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believeth all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Charity never fails. We receive not only the definition of love from Scripture, but we also receive instructions on how to achieve it. Galatians 5, 22-23 tells us, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, things that are pure, lovely, things that are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Even in our marriages, or should I say especially in our marriages, the key ingredient to genuinely loving is the Spirit of God within us and keeping our focus on Him. Without Him, we are, what they would say, over and done with. Ancient history, finished. So we should take our morning with Jesus and a cup of coffee, of course, and end our day with Jesus, so that whatever issues arise during the in-between, called life, He is already there with us, and we are prepared for the day's challenges, choices, and battles that we may face. This is not only good advice in marriages, but in every relationship we have in life. We must take Jesus with us to work, to a luncheon with a friend, a business meeting, or school function. They say that opinions are like noses. Everyone has one. With the over 8 billion people in the world today, you will not meet one person in your day who is exactly alike. Quite astonishing. This is what prompts an even greater need for us to always have the Lord with us. The potential for conflict with just this knowledge alone is off the charts. However, we know science has proven that factors increase or decrease depending on the person's upbringing, environment, culture, inherent traits, personality, and so much more. Though it is a weighty proposition, we are commanded to love them. The bottom line is we do not know what or whom we will encounter when we walk out of our door in the morning. The choice to love and be loving must already be made in our hearts and minds before breaching the threshold. The fruit of the Spirit within us is there to be shared with others. When teaching teenagers to just say no, which was a wonderful campaign started in the 1980s by First Lady Nancy Reagan, 
They must have their principles set upon the foundation of the Word of God before they find themselves in a compromising situation, or they will not make the right choice. If you wait to make that crucial decision when you are already in the battle or the fray of things, you will be caught off guard and not pass the test. This also holds true to our response to others in ministry and in life. The love of God within us should be manifest as a conditioned response at any given moment. A story in the Bible where you can see an example of this knee-jerk reaction of love is seen in 1 Kings 3, 16-27. Then came two women that were harlots under the king and stood before him, and the one woman said, O my Lord, I and this woman dwell in one house, and I was delivered of a child with her in the house, and it came to pass the third day after that I was delivered, that this woman was delivered also, and we were together. There was no stranger in the house with us, save we two in the house alone. And this woman's child died in the night, because she overlaid it, and she arose at midnight, and took my son from beside me, while thine handmaid slept, and laid it in her bosom, and laid her dead child in my bosom. And when I arose in the morning to give my child suck, behold, it was dead. But when I had considered it in the morning, behold, it was not my son which I did bear. And the other woman said, Nay, but the living son is my son, and the dead son is thy son. And this said, No, but the dead is thy son, and the living is my son. Thus they spake before the king. Then said the king, The one saith, This is my son that lives, and thy son is dead. And the other saith, But thy son is dead, and my son is living. And the king said, Bring me a sword. And they brought a sword before the king, and the king said, Divide the living child in two, and give half to the one, and half to the other. Then spake the woman, whose the living child was, unto the king, for her bowels yearned unto her son, and she said, O my lord, give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. But the other said, Let it be neither mine nor thine, but divide it. Then the king answered and said, Give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. She is the mother thereof. When we truly have a love and passion for something or someone, it will show automatically. We will not have to fake it to make it, as the expression goes. Our reactions and responses will be genuine. According to the trusty, rusty internet, the ten most famous fountains in the world are said to be the Trevi Fountain in Rome, Italy, the Bellagio Fountains in Las Vegas, Nevada, the Magic Fountain of Montjuic in Barcelona, Spain, the Fountain of Wealth in Singapore, Friendship of the People's Fountain in Moscow, Russia, King Fahad's Fountain in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, Samson's Fountain at Peterhof Palace in St. Petersburg, Russia, the Dubai Fountain in Dubai, Jeddah Eul in Geneva, Switzerland, and the Ben Po Bridge Moonlight Rainbow Fountain in Seoul, South Korea. I have not personally seen any of these, but the pictures look spectacular. Fountains are made in varying shapes and sizes with themes or with colored lights as far as the creator's imagination can take them, but they all invoke a sense of youth and vitality, peace and joy. However, the inner workings of a small garden fountain or a majestic modern piece of architect all work using the same principle. They all have a source of water which keeps the reservoir or cistern filled as needed, which is then propelled upward into the fountain spout 
by a power source which forms the flow of water into the air the unspent water then returns to the reservoir to repeat the cycle as christians our water and power source come from the lord through his spirit and through his word first john four verse eight tells us that god is love therefore we must maintain the love of god in our lives so that our vessels remain filled with a fountain to bless those who pass by how disappointing it would be to do our research on the most beautiful fountain destinations make plans to visit one only to arrive and the fountain is not working as all regular vacationers know it would be devastating on many levels the same holds true when a christian does not show love their testimony has preceded them so that everyone around them including their peers friends and family expects to see certain beautiful things come from them when confronted with something opposite like a snide remark or a bad attitude all because they have let their well run dry is disappointing and can cause others to become disillusioned the fruit of the spirit which includes love joy and peace must fill our vessels then it can overflow by way of the power source. This allows all who pass by to become benefactors of its beauty and intrigue. If you are searching for the elusive fountain of youth, which is probably on the top of everyone's list, do not search outwardly as the world does to no avail, but look inwardly to the resources you already have at your disposal. Revelations 21, 1-6 tells us how this story of love will end. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them, and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the waters of life freely. If you take the time to do your research and read the entire chapter, you will see that there is no other fountain built that would be able to compare to what is being built for the Lamb's bride. It is going to be a bedazzled, magnificent, and remarkable sight. And verse 23 says, And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Though we have this to look forward to in the meantime, while we await that glorious destination sight, in Matthew five fourteen through 16 Jesus told his disciples, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Romans 5, 5 confirms, And hope makes not a shame, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Allow the love of God to overflow from you onto someone today.
It will be to them like a refreshing fountain spray, and what a spectacular sight to behold. Thanks for joining us today. We trust you have been nourished and blessed. Always remember the Lord is faithful and His mercies are new every morning. Until next time, God bless.